بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم اللهم صل نحمده ونصلي على رسوله الكريم ما بعد الله سبحانه وتعالى has given us a complete religion a comprehensive religion it is not incomplete and there is nothing left in Islam to the imagination of people there is nothing that Allah did not reveal to the Prophet and there is nothing that the Prophet did not convey and there is nothing that the Sahaba did not disseminate to us. Islam is a complete religion and its completeness is its strength, its beauty and its completeness is what we must show other people and for that we must appreciate the guidance we have from the Quran and from the Sunnah and from the Sahaba and those who followed them that our religion our deen is wholesome comprehensive holistic and complete Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says on the day of Arafah Hajjatul Wida Allah revealed to the Prophet today I have perfected my deen for you or your deen perfected so that is this when you have something that is perfect then the only issue will be with the people who implement that system. The system is perfect and sometimes the people who implement the system are very imperfect. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala creates with perfection. The way he arranges, organizes the world the sun, the moon, the stars, the earth, gravity, what time the sun rises, what time it sets, what time there is Subhu Sadiq, uh, how things operate with law and order and everything that works in this world in terms of physics and science and technology. That's all in a perfect coordination with the laws that Allah has placed in those beings Allah revealed to each of the heavens is order so there's order in everything Allah creates the sun never rises late you can take it to the bank today the sun rose this time and tomorrow the sun will rise this time there is a perfection in Allah's creation, ما ترى في خلق الرحمن من تفاوت. You won't see any inconsistency and break 
in Allah's order, Allah's creation. The way He has arranged and organized life for us, facilitated life for us is with perfection. Everything's perfect except the order of human beings. Human beings are very imperfect. So likewise, Islam is perfect. Why? Allah says so. This is Wahi. As a Muslim, you have to believe that Deen is perfect. Islam is perfect. What Allah revealed to the Prophet is complete. There is no more need for any further revelation. And what the Rasul conveyed is perfect. There was nothing left for him to convey. To which he made the Sahaba testify, Have I not conveyed everything? And they all said, Yes, of course you have. So, this perfection that we have in this divine order, Allah's order, so Allah's order with His creation is perfect. Allah's order in the Quran is perfect. The Rasul delivered perfectly, conveyed perfectly. Then what's the problem? The problem is our, our understanding. Our understanding is imperfect. For that we have to struggle, so that we develop within us a zeal, an eagerness, an interest, a willingness to understand the perfection that Islam is. So we go back to the drawing board and we learn, we study, we debate, we discuss, we organize. And we build institutions and the rest. It is up to the Muslim to look for the perfection in Allah's deen. Just as the scientist is able to use the perfection in Allah's natural order, find out those rules and laws, manipulate them bring them to an order, and so on. The algorithm that people use to invent and to create has to be perfect. If your phone doesn't work, then you're angry. If your car doesn't work, you're angry. If the flash in your toilet doesn't work, you're angry, it's not working because it's supposed to be perfect. But when it comes to Islam, then we must find a way and time to start learning. How is this perfect? So our Aqeedah is that everything in Islam is perfect, comprehensive. Holistic. Imam Ghazali rahimullah, gives an example and says that perhaps the difference between our religion 
and the other religions is that you must see Islam as the perfect human being's body. It's a complete body where all the limbs and organs are complete and in perfect order. And you can groom this human being. And he's ready. And then when wahi comes or the ruh comes into the body, the body is now perfect. It stands on its own two feet. And it sustains itself. It is self-sufficient. It is independent. And the example of other religions is that of an imperfect body. Where in their religion there will be an arm that's missing. There will be a leg that's missing. There will be ears that will be missing. There will be eyebrows that will be missing. You will look at other people and say they don't have a sharia. They don't have law. They only have faith. But no rules. There's no organized set of rules. So that may be a religion, but it's not the complete religion. It's not perfect. Or they may just be myths, mythologies, where there's absolutely no law. That may be a religion, but it's not Islam. So Islam is a religion that is like the total, perfect, complete human being with every limb and organ in perfect working condition. And then the nur comes in and then Islam stands. And when Islam stands on its own two feet, it rules the world for millennia. But then Muslims start to chop off their own limbs, their fingers. Some people want to chop off the whole arm. Some people want to chop, chop off the whole head. Oh, this Quran Sunnah is no good. Then can you have a headless body? No. So the complete understanding of the Quran Sunnah came into the Sahaba and they implemented the complete Islam which they inherited from the Prophet and they delivered the complete Islam to their students, the Tabi'un, etc. until it is still preserved today. What I want to say to you is that this complete understanding of Islam as a deen still exists today. In theory, it is still available if you want to learn it, but you won't learn it until you believe or at least acquiesce that Islam is perfect. You can't be driving around a car which has three wheels. You can't be driving around a car which doesn't have doors. Or the wiper's not working. Or the headlights aren't working. You must have the whole thing. In order for you to say that you're driving a car. Or in order for you to say that you are a complete human body. The onus is on the Muslim first and foremost to believe that deen is perfect. 
No imperfection whatsoever in Islam. You may not understand certain values of Islam and Islamic law, but that doesn't mean to say that is imperfect. How many of us understand how the cell phone works? Do you understand how a cell phone works? Some of us do because they're in the field. Never mind that. How many of us understand how the car engine works? How many of us understand how American law works? Not too many. How many of us understand how a space rocket is launched? Maybe none. So that is now I got functional knowledge. Functional knowledge allows you to use the product without knowing the inner dynamics of the product, and that's life. We don't know how gravity works, most of us. We don't know how the human body works. Some of us do because we're doctors. And even then we will fall short. But we work, we breathe, we sleep, we eat, we do everything with the body. So the idea that we don't understand why Islam is perfect doesn't mean to say you relinquish it, or you abandon it, or you dismiss it, or more than that, you destroy it. That is foolish, if not stupid. It's like saying, I'm not going to use the cell phone until I know everything about how the cell phone works. That would be my guess. You wouldn't have a hefty bill at the end of the month. You'll save yourself some trouble. I'm not going to ride a car, drive a car until I know everything about the car. That would be my guess. You can walk. Likewise, Muslims should not conclude that just because they don't understand an ayah of the Qur'an or 99% of the ayah in the Qur'an, that you cease to become a Muslim. It doesn't work that way. Life doesn't work that way. Life is much more organic. So we must appreciate that Allah, through His fadl, has made it easy for us to apply Islam without knowing all the details of how it works. Allah did not mandate on every Muslim to know the inner workings of tafsir and hadith and usul. That is impossible. What are you going to say? I'm not going to make wudu until I know from Bukhari and Muslim this is the way the Prophet made wudu. Well, good luck with that. First of all, you need to know Arabic. Second of all, you need to know the Arabic of Bukhari. That's a task in itself. That will take you five years. So Allah did not mandate upon anyone more than he can carry. 
So Allah did not mandate upon every Muslim to be a genius in Islamic studies. When you need to know, you ask, you inquire, you investigate, you learn. That's how you know. And that's how you learn. That the whole comprehensive understanding of Islam is somewhat now necessary for every Muslim. That is ridiculous. Allah is Hakim. He's all wise. He's not going to ask you to do something that ridiculous. The find out from Bukhari and Muslim how all of this works. That is reserved for those who are in the field. That's academic. It's not functional. The mechanic knows how the car works. The doctor knows how the body works. Right? The rocket scientist knows how the spaceship works. And so on. So we must reevaluate our position vis-a-vis -vis Islam and ask ourselves, do I actually believe Islam is perfect and therefore the answer to our problems? Or do I believe that I need to know all about Islam before I appreciate it? So amongst the Sahaba, there were different levels of understanding. There are different levels of scholarship. There are different people who had different talents. It was not uniform. That everybody knew everything. That is impossible. As I keep on saying. These impossibilities make us look absolutely ridiculous when we discuss Islam. Absolutely ridiculous. Is there a need? Yes. And as I was saying, theoretically, this comprehensive understanding of Islam exists in theory today with the ulama as a collective group. Even there we don't say one alim knows everything. We can't. We have Dara Qasim, mashallah, in your, back, in your backyard. We have an institution of high Islamic learning. We have different departments. We have the, different, the department of ifta where people give fatwa. We have the department of hadith, where they teach hadith. We have a department of tafsir, where they teach tafsir. We have a department of fiqh, where they teach fiqh. It's not that all of these Islamic sciences all of a sudden come upon one individual human being. That doesn't work. But if you want to know, spend 40 years doing this. Then you'll see how perfect Islam is. So our position should be that Islam is perfect because Allah says so. I have perfected your deen for you today. Secondly, we don't abandon the use of deen because we don't understand everything about it. Nobody does that, except some misguided Muslims who suggest to the community that you should know everything. We don't know everything.
Abu Bakr didn't know everything. Omar didn't know everything. Uthman didn't know everything. Ali did not know everything. They had committees. They had councils. They had chambers. They had advisors. They had scholars in front of them in their midst to show them how to do this collectively as an ummah, not individually. Not individually. So we must appreciate the perfection that Islam is, that Allah's ni'mah upon us, this is the ni'mah Allah has completed upon us, that we are able to practice Islam with our functional knowledge of salat, hajj, and good manners and ethics and our civilizational values without understanding the nitty-gritty details, the nuts and bolts. For those who want to understand, there is a way. And that path is very clear, which I have mentioned, outlined through Dar al-Qasim and other such institutions throughout the world. If you want to do that, then spend five years, ten years, fifteen years, fifty years, so that you get an appreciation of the glory that Allah has revealed to the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam. May Allah subhanahu wa taala guide us all. Ameen.